tours with horses. You may have seen videos of dogs or cats pushing buttons that speak out loud in English. My name is Carmen and that's what I'm doing only with my horse. I've been surprised and excited and delighted by what Lyra has said so far and it makes me look forward to the future. Who knows what can happen when we give a voice to our horses. Welcome or welcome back. So yes, I have been not publishing podcasts for a couple of months. If you are wondering if you would ever see one pop up on this feed again, well, now you have an answer um, because here's a podcast. I can't say that it is going to be on a schedule, but I will occasionally pop back in to share some thoughts. And today was a great day for it as we've got a skiff of snow on the ground here on Easter in April, which there are all kinds of things that I could complain about around that, but it's actually really nice and peaceful this morning. And it just makes me want to be cozy and record a podcast. So here we are. So uh, last time I was talking about the yes, no button, talking about maybe YouTube stuff. So let's catch up a bit. One thing that I've done is moved uh, to anchored button boards instead of the ones that were hanging because I don't move them around very much anyway. And when Lyra would push the buttons, they would kind of swing on the hooks and bailing twine that I was using to secure them. So that wasn't very secure at all. Now they are secure. They are uh, essentially bolted to the shed. They can be removed because the bolts have little twisty screws where I can undo them, but I probably won't move them around very much. I also spread the buttons out vertically. I have mentioned in the past that Lyra has pressed uh, a button. I called it a typo. Um, she accidentally pressed a button above or below the one that she was aiming for. And I am realizing she has less fine-tuned control vertically than she does horizontally. So I spread the buttons out vertically and gave her a ton more space. And I think that has helped. She, Some buttons moved a little bit during that process and she pressed them experimentally once, but I think we're in good shape. And I think we've had less accidental presses that way. So that's great. This episode is words of priority because I am just having a challenge like many humans um, allocating my time and money and trying to prioritize the things that are important, such as I think it's important to get my uh, chubby pony some exercise for her own health and well-being and uh, as well as get her super acclimated to the trailer, which she loads really well, but I feel like she's super nervous when traveling. So I'm kind of trying to work on that, see if I can start working on that duration piece, spending more time in the trailer, and then maybe taking short trips with the trailer moving. And then I also signed up for uh, an online course with the Willing Equine. Adele Shaw's stuff is just super awesome and fits my philosophy very nicely on positive reinforcement training or additive reinforcement training, as I like to call it. And I found that really valuable, really helping me shore up some of the foundational pieces that I put together myself. So these are priority things that are coming uh, to the fore with my limited discretionary time and energy. Um, that, of course, puts the podcast on the back burner, as well as the YouTube channel, which I wrote many scripts for, but I haven't recorded any of them yet. 
as well as writing, which just write actually writing Lara just doesn't make it into my top 20 most of the time. And I'm learning to be really okay with that, that it doesn't always have to be about writing and developing our relationship just in general is super important and will make both of us more uh, happy and confident when we get to doing more of that at a later date. So my plan going forward, I did add another button for Lara for neck. And this goes along with, I want to prepare her for getting some vaccinations. I want to try giving her a start button to accept a vaccination. Not that she ever had, she didn't really have a problem last year, though I think they were also drugging her because they were floating her teeth. But I want to give her a start button, and which is not the same thing as the talking button. Uh, start buttons are like a horse can signal that they are ready for a process or procedure. So they get to choose when it starts, which is totally huge and helps them be willing to do all kinds of things that are actually even sometimes kind of aversive or painful because they know what to expect. They know what's going to happen and they know that they will be rewarded in the end. So they can choose when to start that or they can choose to opt out and have a reward. Of course, I wouldn't say, oh, you never chose to be vaccinated, so we're just going to skip it this year. I don't think that would actually happen because they do end up being such willing spirits if we just give them a little bit of choice over the timing. So if there was, a, you know, she absolutely did refuse forever, of course she would be vaccinated anyway and we would find a way to make that uh, as least invasive or aversive as possible. But she is a willing spirit and with a little bit of training, she can be even more of a willing spirit. So I'm going to play. I have a neck button where I can push the button that says neck. I have a button I can push that says ouch and I have a button that I can push that says play. So we're going. I'm going to try to start at some point the, the neck ouch play game where I will have her touch a special target. I haven't decided what I'm going to use yet, but it's going to be unique and just for veterinary type procedures. So she'll touch this special target. I'll say, you know, neck ouch play and I'll present this special target. If she touches it, I will poke her lightly in the neck with a paper clip, like not even breaking the skin to start out, certainly. And I don't think I will at all ever. But as a training piece, just getting used to that process. And I might even like swab her neck with a cloth that smells like alcohol a little bit. So I'll do some things around that. And then we can play the neck ouch game. And we'll see if we can do that both as a process to help train for a veterinary procedure, as well as an opportunity to model the ouch button, because at some point I would like her to report pain herself, which she kind of has done with her hoof trimming in the past. And she pressed ouch the other day, but I couldn't quite understand what the concern was at that point in time. She pressed play immediately after and then was like only about play. Now I just want to play. I want to play. I want to play. I want to play. Please forget that I pressed ouch. I'm not going to talk about it. I just want to play. So I was like, okay, let's play. And so we did. So that is kind of the thought going forward. 
that we would like to, I would like to get some of those pieces in place. I definitely want to give her more body buttons. I'm trying to focus more on just expanding that body board. Um, she now has foot, tail, and neck. And I'd like to maybe give her nose or eye next. She's liked having her nose scratched a little bit lately. And sometimes she does rub and irritate one of her eyes. So I'll uh, squirt it with saline and put some uh, teramycin in it. And she will, she cooperates with that. And so I have a command eye and she'll bring me her eye. So I think having an eye button would work too. And then we could also talk about if she's, if she's scratched her eye a little bit, she can say, you know, ouch, eye or eye, ouch. I'm actually not too particular on subject, verb, uh, which comes first or second. Um, I guess that'll probably just evolve over time, maybe. Either way, I would be like, yeah, okay, ouch, ouch, eye, got it, let's, let's take care of that, or eye, ouch, oh, okay, let me help with your eye. And then, will I know if it's her left eye or her right eye? Usually she's a little bit squinty on one side, so I can tell. Um, but left and right is, is like, you know, like level 5.0. It's, I feel like that's way down the road where I'd be thinking about getting her to identify one side versus the other. Not that I don't think it's possible, just I, I don't feel like I have worked with her enough foundationally on her body parts that that would make sense just yet. So maybe someday we'll get there, left and right. But for now, We'll give her another body button in the next week or so. Play with that neck button some more. Try to get the pony some exercise, which would actually get me some exercise probably, which isn't a bad idea. Um, for her, for exercise, usually we work with the reverse round pen. And I'm in the middle and she uh, walks or trots around the outside. She has occasionally opted out, so it's like she'll, you know, do a few trot circles around one way or another, and usually I don't have her trot more than one circuit before she gets rewarded, but I get the sense either some days or times she's just not into it, and she'll just kind of wander off a little bit and opt out, which is fine. That's critical information for me, that the rate of reinforcement for her is not high enough. It's not like I'm giving her like sugar treats or anything. She's getting Timothy alfalfa pellets. So it's, it's not too bad if I need to increase or maybe I can. One thing I've learned from my own training because I submitted one video um, in the Willing Equine training that I'm doing. I submitted a video where it was mentioned and I kind of saw that in the video myself that I was feeding quite a bit with each reward and maybe I can feed less quantity but more frequently and play with that and see if I can get her to opt in and exercise as an activity for a longer period of of time till it actually you know does some good I do take her for walks out and about but so much of that time is spent grazing I'm not sure how much exercise is involved with it and this time of year I just I just can't not the grass is is finally coming in and I, I know how much she loves it. We might do some more uh, walking down the road, though, where there isn't as much opportunity to graze. But I also know that she will not enjoy that as much. So it's like, ah, 
not much different with people. How how do you how do you self motivate? What kind of reinforcement do you give yourself? What kind of antecedent and uh, arrangement does someone give their themselves as a person as a human when they need to be moving more and getting in shape and taking care of their body it's it's not an easy thing it really isn't but so we'll work on that a little bit and I always just like things to be as enjoyable for her as possible I do have a little bit of a story to share about a button press it's a button she hasn't pressed in a long, long time. So the, here's the how it was arranged. I was probably a little bit late going out to give her her evening hay. And so I walked out and, to give her her hay. And I usually go into her shed and I remove the hay net, which is almost empty now that grass is starting to grow in I will let the hay get totally empty now otherwise she'd be even uh bigger around than she already is so I've been cutting back on the hay a little bit and so that's actually I'll split this into two stories because I did start cutting back on the hay a little bit as the grass is growing in in her acre paddock and I think I went a little too fast because one day I went out to play with her and usually she presses her play button. That's that's her go-to, her favorite. Sometimes she'll press hug. Um, a few times this this spring as she's shedding, she's pressed the scritches button. So I totally you know thought she would press one of those buttons that are really typical for her. And she surprised me, but not surprised me because she pressed hey. And so it's like, oh, you noticed that I've been giving you a little bit less hay. So I kind of adjusted. I didn't reduce quite as quickly. Um, I, I del- still do need to manage her calorie intake a bit. Um, but I gave her some hay and she was able to tell me that she noticed. She, she almost never presses the hay button, especially not all winter because she was w- never without. It was never a thing. But this really speaks to me in terms of this is true intentional communication. She knows what that means. And she was asking me for it. So that's super valuable information for me. And I was like, okay, yeah, sorry, I'll get you some hay. And, but we still got it back down on the calories, but the grass is growing in. So I think between the two, um, we'll get to a nice, slow, uh, a, a nice incremental approach. We'll put it that way. And so that goes into... At the story I started to tell, I was going out on a day about a week or two later to take out her hay net and refill it. I usually throw the hay net over the fence, outside of the fence, and then the cat was being a total goofball, and he was laying on the hay net, playing around, and I had left the fence, I was going to fill the hay net, and I got out my phone, and I was maybe thinking about taking a video or something. I actually did take a video of this that I put on Instagram under Lyra Learns. And I was watching the cat, and he was being a goofball. And then Lyra turns her hindquarters toward me, points that tail straight at me. And that does not mean to me what it does a lot of people in the horse world, because I've gotten the impression that means, oh, they're disrespecting you, or they're going to try to kick you, or they're, you know, they're mad. And well, there's a tiny bit of truth in there somewhere. 
She is not trying to kick me and she is not disrespecting me. She usually does that when she feels like I have disrespected her or significantly dis disappointed her in some ways. I have violated her expectations. And in this case, I happened to have my phone out. I thought it'd be an opportunity for a video. So I was like, oh, she's giving me the butt. That's what I called it. So let's find out what she wants. So I was recording and I asked her to walk with me into the shed where the buttons are. I was like, hey, you want to talk about it? Do you want to press a button? And I thought, you know, usually what she presses is play. Or maybe if she was annoyed that I was being slow about getting her hay, she might press the hay button. What she pressed, however, was surprising to me, but also made a lot of sense. And it was a button she hadn't pressed in months. She pressed, she went straight for it too. She pressed the all done button, all done. And so I'm like, whoa, okay, yes, all done. And so I'm interpreting here. Okay, I mean, that's all I can do. I don't know exactly what she meant by this. But one, I know she has kind of a, a kind of a jealousy issue with the cat. So it might have been I was looking at the cat playing on her hay net and she's like she wanted the cat to be all done. And admittedly, when the cat is leaving sometimes, I will say cat all done. Um, I've gotten her to be a lot happier with the cat's presence because when she looks at the cat or touches the cat, I will click and reward that. So now she's happier with having the cat around. But the cat was in the way of our routine. That was one, one thing I can kind of think of. And also just that I was dawdling and messing around. And I wasn't keeping with the routine. But it wasn't that she just wanted hay. She wanted the part of our routine. Because I, I know she wanted this. Because that's what she did. The moment I'm like, okay, okay, all done. We're, we'll get back to the routine. The moment I went, got the cat off of her hay net. And started taking her hay net over to the hay tent where I refill it. And she can see just on the other side of the driveway where I'm refilling the hay net. Sometimes what she'll do is she will roll while she's waiting for me to refill the hay net. And if I catch her, and if I notice, I try to run over and give her lots of treats because I'm trying to capture that lay down and roll and put it on a cue someday. So what did she do? The moment I left the fence to pick up the hay net, to walk it over and refill it, she immediately looks for her spot and starts to roll. She wanted that part of the routine that comes next. It wasn't that she, I was slow getting her her hay necessarily. It was just like, hey, come on, let's get on with the routine. You're supposed to get out of the fence and start to walk away. I'm supposed to walk around and sniff around and find a good spot to roll. And then you come over as fast as you can and shove lots of treats in my mouth. And that is what we're supposed to do. Come on, human, get with the program all done with this monkey business. So I got that on video. She said all done very clearly. It was super funny and super cute. And I do not, whenever she, she turns her rear end toward me, I know that she has an opinion about something. And it never means something bad for me necessarily. She's just like, hey, I, my needs are not currently being met is what that typically means. And I loved that I was able to give her the opportunity to uh, tell me about it in at least some greater detail, whether I understand it 100% or not. I don't know. You'd have to ask her. And I'm trying. I'm trying to ask her all the time. 
So that was something that something cute and fun that she pressed that all done button. And she still presses her other buttons. I would say I don't always she doesn't press buttons these days independently in terms of she doesn't she will never walk away from me to go press a button in her shed. For one thing, she's not crazy about spending time in her shed. She'd rather be somewhere where she can see 360 degrees around her. Though I feed her in her shed to keep the hay dry and to keep it from spoiling, and that's where I anchor her hay nut. Um, she doesn't typically go in there unless she's eating or something. It's not where she wants to hang out. So she never walks away from me to go push a button. But when I invite her to come in and push a button very frequently, as I mentioned just a couple of stories here, she will press something that I did not coach or expect in any way, shape, or form. Only in retrospect can I think about how that might make a lot of sense to her. And I'm like, wow, that's that's really cool. So that's where we're at with our communication. And it's fun. And I do invite her to come in and press buttons, eh, I would say a few times a week, not every single day. Um, some days I'm just frankly freaking busy and while I spend time with her and love on her and groom her and pick out her feed and do regular care and maintenance and feeding I don't necessarily spend time training with her communicating with her with the buttons every single day but uh, occasionally I do and I'm always interested in what she has to say sometimes she just says I'd say I don't know, three times out of five, she'll just say she wants that play button or sometimes scritches. But then occasionally when there's, there has to be a very specific kind of moment, like when she turned her rear end toward me or like once when she opted out of doing a reverse round pen, she's like, no, I'm done with this. I'm going to wander off. I'm like, okay, well, let's go to the buttons and you can tell me what you want to do instead. So there are certain times where she'll be like, hey, I'm not, you know, too excited about what's going on right this minute. And I'm like, okay, this is an opportunity for you to use your words. And so I'll invite her to come over and use her words. And so that's how it usually works. And so it's not every single day. Because someone had asked me um, if my batteries have ever run out on my buttons. And the answer is no. No, my batteries have never actually run out because it's not like we used them over and over and over again. If any of them run out, it'll probably be the play button. Um, but haven't had a problem just yet, so that's good. And then I have one more bit of commentary on the buttons themselves. I have posted a button review on TikTok uh, and on the Words With Horses Facebook to demonstrate the three buttons that I have had hands on. So the buttons that I use with Lara are the learning resources buttons. And then I got a hold of a button. I borrowed one to check out a hex-shaped button that I love. It's awesome. Um, and it's from Talking Tiles, I believe. And it's a hex-shaped button. It's flat, and it comes with a clear plastic cover, which is amazing. Because while I've labeled all of my buttons and I put some like packing tape over the top, I can just see them getting kind of yucky over time. And this is just beautiful with a clear, you could put it, just a piece of paper label in there, slap the clear plastic cover over the top, and then you could easily clean those buttons off. So I really love that idea. 
also the recording quality is like, I don't know, a hundred times better, a hundred times better. Like I was recording what I was trying to record neck, the neck button with the learning resources buttons. And it was like, nah, nah, nah. And I would try over and over and over. And my husband starts laughing at me and my daughter starts laughing at me. And then they start getting annoyed with me because I just keep trying and trying. And then I have one that sounds kind of, that I think sounds like, okay, but it was like, knack. And I was like, well, that's almost. And my daughter's like, no, that sounds like knack. That's not knack. And so I had to keep trying. And it's, it's tough, especially with words that end in a hard consonant, like neck, because I'd have to go neck and try to get it to keep recording because it would cut my word off too soon. Anyway, I finally got something that works. I've got three more of those buttons left. I don't know. Maybe I'll do a giveaway of those buttons someday as I replace them with the hex buttons. Another thing I love about the hex buttons, in addition to their clean cover and their recording quality, is the erase and re-record buttons are very well hidden on the back. There is no accidental erasure of buttons, which Lyra has erased a button once in the middle of pressing it, and that seemed to kind of bother and frustrate her. And it was also kind of funny because I got it on video, and it was like bleeped swear words because when you erase a button, it goes beep, beep, and it makes this loud bleep. And I swear, I felt I feel like I was having swear words bleeped or she was having swear words bleeped um, when that made that sound. And it, yeah, it's frustrating and it's swear causing. So that is not a problem with the hex tile buttons. Love it. They're not, they are more expensive than the learning resources buttons, but not too terribly so. I think I saw one button for $15.99 or you can get like a set of six for like $70. Not too bad. Uh, money's another resource I don't ever have enough of, so I haven't bought a whole set of the hex buttons yet or started to use them, but I would definitely like to. Then the other button I reviewed was the little itty bitty fluent pet buttons, which I got two of those to play with from their starter set, which is like $26. And I was playing with the fluent pet buttons. Their recording quality is beautiful. They might be a little bit quiet. My challenge with those is how I would mount them. And I almost think they're so small and mobile. I almost might think they'd be better. They'd be better buttons to mount on Lyra's body herself. And I know I've talked about that a little bit before that I might like for her to have some mobile words that just go with her as we're traveling around. That makes me think about just suddenly had a thought about how I'm doing this this neck ouch training for the vet. And if I could give her a button she could push while we're at the vet, that she would be like ready for the ouch or something. I don't know. I'll have to give that some more, some more thought, but I don't know how I would mount them. Um, maybe a a kind of a fabric cutout Velcro. I don't know something. And we'll see, but the, the recording quality is very, very nice. So I have an Amazon affiliate program now. So if you want to purchase any of these buttons, I'll post, uh, I have a nice Google doc that lays out the pros and cons of each button as well well as links where you can buy them. So I'll post that in the show notes on this podcast. If you're interested in acquiring some buttons for your own uh, furry family member, whether it be cat, dog, horse, whatever, probably bird, yes. 
I'm trying to think. I'm not sure if a reptile would ever use a talking button, but I don't have that much experience with reptiles, so I can't say directly. But certainly mammals and birds are great candidates. And even if you only give them a button or two, hey, you never know what they might tell you or the contexts in which they could start to share what's going on inside their heads. Um, I kind of stay away from the intuitive communication pieces. I just love to see more concrete things, concrete observable pieces. If anyone has any studies on uh, intuitive animal communication where they've done, I would love to see some kind of study where like they show a dog an object and then leave the room and then does the animal intuitive, can they ask the dog what object they were shown? You know, just, just things like that, ways to, to test, just because I just love um, science and observation. And so my, my work with the buttons, while there's still, you know, mountains of interpretation involved, there are at least concrete uh, observable things going on that I'm like, wow, she is telling me something that's in her head. And I'm very interested in lots and lots of that. So that brings my podcast words of priority to a close. Please reach out if you feel like it for any reason, for love, hate, questions, or something else entirely. Wordswithhorses at gmail.com. Or you can find the Words With Horses Facebook. Or you can find Lyra Learns on Instagram. Or you can find SheHorse on TikTok. I know I ended up with a lot of different labels in a lot of different places, um, but that's it for here for Words with Horses. Take care.